Welcome to the end of the world. Meet your heroes. Okahie, an Osamar blood hunter with a grouchy attitude and a troubled past. Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a nose for doing the right thing. Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and disgraced scientist on the run. And V. Noxherzo, an elf sorcerer and notorious conwoman. Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V's paths converge at Fireroot Farm in the badlands of the Republic of Talmud, each seeking the legendary adventurer Dalapathi Sayyid for their own reasons. Their quest leads them to the Copper Stewards, a seclusive organization that worships the long-extinct metallic dragons. Then, the world ends an earth-shattering event known as the Cataclysm that vanishes the stars, disappears the eight gods, and spawns vicious new empty monsters. Even worse, Dullapathy's a fraud. Turns out, the person who can actually help is one Dr. Hitsagatan Aluso, an oddball hermit who lives alone by the Euclid Chasm. Their sole companion is Squeak, a rotund grung merchant and purveyor of fine, magical goods. After arriving at Hitsagatan's homestead, the good doctor reveals that a second, even more devastating cataclysm is due in three and a half years. This second apocalypse will likely end the world for real. Dr. Aluso tests the party's metal, then sends Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V to Dabathati, the capital city of the Republic of Talmud. Their goal? To investigate why the miners in the Ujval mines are rioting. Dr. Aluso suspects that the reason might be related to the origins of the Cataclysm, and might offer answers about how to return the world to its original state. After a few weeks of travel, the party arrives in Davathati, where V immediately confronts Sievert, a white dragonborn in charge of a prestigious adventurer's guild in Davathati. As it turns out, Sievert is also V's ex and a slimy, slimy businessman. The battle, fiery, icy, ends in a dead tie. V flees the scene, disgraced. Next, the party interrogates the miners. As it turns out, these so-called riots are magically induced. Waves of mystical aggression originating from deep within the massive and treacherous Godspine mountain range are causing miners to violently attack each other. The party splits up to collect information and prepare for their descent into the depths of the Godspine. Dewey searches for an expert in magical artifacts. He wishes to remove the bomb watch strapped to his wrist, a parting quote-unquote gift from his ex-employers at the Uhanahi Research Laboratory, or the URL, after they discovered he had leaked their secrets to an investigative journalist. However, Dewey ends up squaring off against the Myriad, a dog-headed demon sent by those very employers to hunt him down and kill him. Dewey escapes by striking a deal with his would-be assassin. In exchange for sparing his life, the Myriad wants Dewey to investigate the Stranger, an obscure entity from Endake's fabled past said to have bested the eight gods and their paragons. 
Meanwhile, V cons her way into the upper echelons of the Children of the Chrysalis, a shadowy cult slowly gaining power in the wake of the Cataclysm. The children claim to be in contact with the Chrysalis, a brand new god outside of the eight divinities that can give its worshippers perfect bodies. V discovers that the Chrysalis have been locking people in cages and feeding them to these weird new cataclysm monsters. She, somehow, manages to secure a meeting with Adam, the Imago, and the leader of the Chrysalis. They strike a deal. V will improve their public image if the Chrysalis offs Sievert. Meanwhile, Oka and Manaya brawl in monster-fighting pits against a face-stealing cataclysm beast, catching the eye of Lady Saram, a high-ranking member of the criminal Aurochs Guild. Oka and Manaya also meet Rev, a tall, muscular drow woman with raven-patterned tattoos on an unknown mission of her own. Another wave of rage brings the party together as they help the Night Watch quell the afflicted miners. Finally, Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V descend into the Ujval mines. As they travel through the dungeon, they discover that all of Dabathati used to be a stronghold for the now extinct giants, which used to war against the now extinct dragons. And most of all, that the missing miners are actually trapped inside Ujval's crystalline walls. Our heroes forge onward, determined to reach the cause of the rage once and for all. Which turns out to be Ravi, Oka's former blood-hunting mentor. But something's wrong. Ravi's suspended in the midst of a vast chamber, pouring red light, screaming, lightning sparking off her skin. As it turns out, Ravi is possessed by a shard of Yudabathi, the three-headed god of mountains and war. Specifically, Ravi is possessed by an echo of Vinash, the aspect of Yudabathi that embodies destruction and rage. During this violent encounter, Manaya is knocked unconscious and starts making death-saving throws. She fails all three. Her soul begins to disintegrate, after the Cataclysm, the now is severed from the after. So instead of journeying into the afterlife, souls of the departed now evaporate entirely. In other words, death is permanent. But Manaya hears a voice in her head. The Princess of Leaves tells Manaya that her mother has struck a deal, a life for a life, and begs Manaya to say yes. Manaya does. She's revived and takes a level in Warlock. Meanwhile, this Echo of Vinash claims it needs a new vessel. It's scared, separated from the rest of itself, and besieged by monsters. Vinash also bizarrely refers to Oka as Sen, the gender-fluid deity of nature and change and one of the eight major gods of Endake. Oka tells Vinash to take them instead, realizing that Ravi is being torn apart by the god's presence inside her. Vinash enters Oka's soul, saying, Not my paragon, but you'll do. Paragons, as we've learned earlier, are mythic heroes from Andake's past, legendary adventurers who embody their god's ideals and enact their will, chosen by fate to serve the eight. 
Oka uses Vinash's powers to excavate the trapped miners, escape this ancient tomb, and restore balance to Dabathati and the Republic. Upon exiting Ujval, our party are lauded as heroes, but it sure doesn't feel that way. Vinash's powers come with significant drawbacks. Every time Oka uses his abilities, their maximum hit points decrease. Turns out, Oka is a paragon of Sen, meaning they are strong enough to carry this god echo. Uh, but they're not Yudabathi's paragon, so there are still complications. Meanwhile, Dewey learns how he can finally remove that explosive wristwatch. He must collect a rare ingredient from each of Endake's eight nations. Our heroes then journey back to Dr. Aluso's for a well-deserved rest. Manaya speaks with the Princess of Leaves, her new warlock patron, who reveals that one of Manaya's two mothers, Nali, gave her life to save Manaya's. She was able to sense her daughter's distress in the weave, but how is this possible? Nali and Manaya's other two parents died seven years ago lost at sea. Manaya grew up orphaned. But the princess reveals a shocking secret. Manaya's parents are actually alive in the court of ravens. According to the princess, they've been drowning for seven years inside the raven's eye, a massive whirlpool in the mist of the boundary waters. Dr. Aluso instructs our party to vacation at some hot springs in the commune of Moroz. There, they meet the enigmatic elven twins Agwoon and Adaria, who are investigating magical anomalies of their own. The twins reveal that the evaporation of the gods means that magic is now finite, and at any moment, spellcasters might lose their connection to the weave. V, our sorcerer, is thrown for a loop. Working together, our party and Agwoon and Adaria help restore a divine emissary of Galtanger, the goddess of sun and herd, back to their full strength by donating some of their limited magic. And finally, our heroes return to Dr. Lusos. They've learned that the gods aren't gone. They're simply separated from their full selves, their cut-off echoes creating unnatural disasters like the rage. They also have learned that magic is finite. And obviously, the stars have gone dark and horrifying monsters threaten the realm. Finally, our party has learned that the Paragons, these mythic legendary heroes of Endake's past are actually real. Not just that, but Oka is one of them and carrying a shard of Yudabathi within them. So what the hell now? <laughs>